Hey everyone, I'm Josh Gibbons. Welcome back to the Vision Podcast. This is episode three and we've got a guest. We've got our first guest. I'm super, super excited to talk with this amazing guy. Um, we're going to learn a lot of things about both our journeys uh, with freelancing, design, uh, getting into the whole self-development side of it as well and talking about some of the uh, sort of uh, negatives or challenges that comes along with freelancing and design. So I'm going to pass you over. If you'd like to introduce yourself, go ahead, man. Hello, guys. So my name is Radu Mirren. I'm uh, 20. I'm from London, East London, um, and I'm a designer working on like specifically just doing branding for fitness businesses. And yeah, I'm, I'm basically at the start of my journey and my career, but you know, I've got a long, a long way to go and, you know, just enjoying the process and just trying to trying to grow every single day awesome man well i appreciate you uh, coming on here for this episode and uh this will be going on your one as well i think i'm gonna send you the audio sure, after. Yeah. um awesome so when did say, you start i just want to say thank you for having me on this is you know it's a pleasure to to be on here and i i since since i found out about your like your, your instagram and shit i was like oh yeah i need to i need to hit him up and you know get in contact so i do appreciate that you you got yeah. you got me on here no not a problem at all i really want to use this as a platform for you know other people on a similar path to me to mm -hmm. to speak out to you know tell their story teach things they've learned to other people because that's one of the most important things that every single one of us no matter you know what we've done or what we haven't done like there's always something in our lifetime that we've learned so mm -hmm. you know it no i i really appreciate that it's no, uh, sure, awesome to have sure. you on it so yeah the first question i wanted to ask so obviously you said you've not been doing this for too long but when was that when was the start um what to be honest, I've been I've been into design for like since I was like what fourteen or something like that. But it was never like super focused. I mean, I went I done I went to college and I done like three D design, which is like mostly product design. So it was like a different kind of pathway with like industrial design and stuff like that. But then you know I got into like second year of college and I kind of like wanted to go down the whole business route. Um, so then I stopped, I stopped focusing on that and I was, you know, I done some other business things. It didn't really work. And then I thought, oh yeah, let me just go back to, to graphic design since I've always kind of enjoyed it. So, uh, say like last year in June or something, yeah, June or July, I started to like take it more seriously and just focus and just, you know, I got some of the, the future courses and, you know, with the logo design and stuff like that. So I just wanted to, yeah. So from last year, I think 2019. June, something like that. I've been focused on it. Awesome, man. So not, not too long. So you said 2014. Was that like, obviously, you doing the 3D stuff? Was there anything that like first caught your eye with that? Um, would you in what sense? Like, for me personally, it was when I used to obviously I've told this story a lot of times but I used to play Xbox used to make my thumbnails and stuff and I used right, to right. even before that um I used to just have an interest in like drawing so mm -hmm. I can't remember when it was but I just doodle stuff I just sketch and copy um right. and that's when that's when I sort of build that interesting design um so for mm -hmm. you, like it might not have been the 3D design. It might have been you used to like drawing as a kid, uh, oh, right, like, yeah, like me. So yeah, for sure. I mean, as, since I was a little kid, I used to. I wasn't. Uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I was probably really bad at drawing and stuff like that. But I always had like something to do with art since I was a kid. Um, so in school, like for example, secondary school, I done art for like GCSEs here in UK. If people are from somewhere else, they don't might not know, but. Um, so I done art for that. I did pass it, um, and yeah. So I think I've always just I've always just enjoyed art and like drawing and stuff like that. But then I got to a point where I wanted to do, for example, like you know, there's like very realistic portraits, and but mm. I was never really good at that. I didn't have that that skill. So then you know, I moved on over to to design because there was more of like function. And then my whole big goal was to basically do design be able to make products and you know design things like that so then in the future i can run my own business and just sell products and 
that was the whole goal behind of it. That's how I got into design. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's really cool when you think about the story of when you first sort of got into it. And it's like you already had that vision in the back of your mind of like what it could become even before you knew anything about business or anything about entrepreneurship. Um, For me, it was a similar thing actually when I was in secondary school. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't actually interested in graphic design. I wanted to become a 3D modeler and do like 3D VFX because I used to watch montages like if anyone knows Pomage. Um, oh yes, yes. His, yes. Uh, what's his main montage is called? Um, I don't know what it's called, but I I, I used to do trick catalyst. shots and stuff like that. So. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Pomage's catalyst. I think it was number two, but the the visuals in that was just insane. Like the way uh, the the editor made the player like do flips mm-hmm. and stuff, and the helicopter and that got me so interested that I thought I'm going to be a 3D VFX artist and I'm going to make (laughs) stuff for, uh, you know, uh, video games, different things like that. So Mm -hmm. there was, there was no course for that at my school at the time. Obviously there's a graphics course, but I know that it was more um, like industrial graphics. So I never even took art. I never even took graphics or anything, but I sort of knew that, creativity that industry was going to be the path that i went down so, so then, I think uh, uh, yeah sorry but at what point did you choose like or what point like made you be like oh yeah let me go down this art and design path if you didn't do it before exactly like yeah. when yeah because you said you know it was the the stuff with the the videos and stuff like that but at what exact mm. point did you say oh yeah let me actually go and follow this yeah so I remember doing art when we like when art was mandatory. So for you, uh, for anyone watching who's not in the UK, like you've mm-hmm. got to do art really until you hit year 10 where you can like choose to continue or drop it. Um, and I used to love doing that. I used to like use that as a practice to sketch and to draw and to make things in art. Um, but then obviously I didn't take it. So it wasn't then when I was like fully committed on doing that. But in the meantime, obviously throughout year 10 and 11 of secondary school, the last two years um, was when I was doing more graphics with my YouTube channel and starting to actually get a bit of recognition, get a, a, a few little clients here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, after secondary school, okay, I thought, I'm going to, the choice is obviously stay on at sixth form or go to college and take a course. And, you know, obviously I, uh, as much as I wanted to stay at school with my friends, with my mates, everyone who mm-hmm. I'd literally spent the past five, six years with at secondary school, I thought, you know, I, I've just got to go this path and I've got to follow, um, this. And I obviously did graphic design at, at, at college. Um, so that's another, <laughs> did you stay in college for the whole like period or no you said in one video that you you were signing the form or something and you didn't have time and you didn't stay yeah that's um that is a really really interesting story um mm-hmm. i'll tell it briefly now i'm definitely going to make another podcast about this just about the whole story of college because sure. um yeah so we'd finished year one and that um i've been like i say i've been doing what you've committed to which is taking the Christo the future courses listening to all their YouTube videos um you know just literally self-teaching I think self-education was huge for me in those two years um Mm -hmm. leading up to college so throughout that whole year through the course I wasn't really learning anything new I had learned a lot of it on my own that we were being taught and this was the highest level graphics course that was there at the college. So after yeah. a year, I thought, do I really want to stay? Like I, I genuinely, the thought came into my head, like, do I really want to stay? I was getting clients at the time. Um, and I was feeling really, really, really positive about leaving and just doing my own thing in 
combination with that, I was uh, following Iman Gadzi and his journey with leaving oh, yes. college as well. So I reached out to him actually and his friend Adrian, um, who both left school and they just both said, do it. Um, and obviously following their advice, they are where I want to be. So of course I would follow yeah. their advice. So yeah, after a year, um, like you said, we were down to my, I went in for a couple of chats with my teacher. That's where it starts first. I went in for a couple of awkward chats yeah. with my teacher. Um, basically she was not happy at all. Um, and she convinced me, I mean, you know, I, I let my guard down. She convinced me to stay and I said, fine. Okay. It would just be one more year. Let's go and sign the papers. So she takes me into this big room where all these students are signing on to year two. And I'm writing the first, I just sit down on the table. She goes and gets the forms from this lady at the desk. And when I look at the forms, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what it was about. Like it was, I don't know why I felt so negatively towards these forms, but it was like I was starting an exam. Mm, like yeah, yeah. you know when you've had that really freaking hard science exam and you're staring at the paper oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, failed, was, I failed science so yeah <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah so you'll relate man i i can't explain it but it was like that i looked at the paper and it was literally like what is your name what is your date of birth and stuff but yeah, i was looking like at someone. it like it was freaking further mathematics algebra mm. and i just i just didn't didn't want to fill that in i don't know what it was so i was writing it obviously really slowly and reluctantly and that's it's funny it honestly <laughs> i can't even describe it but i know that it's guided now i'm aware to see that mm -hmm. um start filling it out i think i feel in like the basics of the details and stuff um and i go and take it over to that woman at the desk again um hand it over here you go, signing on to next year or whatever I said. Um, she takes it off me. She goes away. Like, I mean, this is nuts actually thinking about it. She goes away to file it into like a folder. She has to put it in alphabetical order for names. Um, she goes to do that. And then she comes back still holding the papers. And she's like, I'm really sorry. You, the deadline was just a couple minutes ago. Um, and I looked at the clock and it was like, two past four or whatever the time was for me to have to enroll on. And I was like, that's it. Me and my teacher then went into um, another little room where some of my other students from year one um, were in there signing forms and stuff. Well, they'd already done it. They were just sitting in there. And I walked in and I just said to her, like, the time, I mean, this, is, this has got to be a sign. I, I can't stay. I'm sorry. Like I have to, I have to leave. I don't know, I don't know what it was, man. It was insane, but it just, yeah, it just sounds like you know it was, it just wasn't meant to be in it. School's not for everyone, and you know you found what you really wanted to do, and you know when you had that burning desire to do it, you just, you know, it was kind of like a, a calling or whatever, just to say, oh yeah, school's not for this, and. You should well, go down as well. A thousand percent. Yeah, it was definitely, I definitely felt like some intuitive energy on that day of like, mm -hmm. no, staying is not the option. And even when I freaking submitted and I, you know, told my teacher, fine, I'll stay. And I filled out the forms even then, like it didn't happen for me. And I think that was one of the mm -hmm. best coincidences of my life so far and I'm so grateful that happened because imagine if I stayed on um, and if you don't know the story guys I will be making a, a podcast episode just on this whole story like I said but after I left I had the freaking most challenging year of my life and that's just the way it went but I, I committed and made that decision and I'm so happy that, that where it's come so yeah so when, when exactly was this when did you leave um, I left. I'm actually just gonna quickly find the exact email that I sent to my teacher, saying it was after the summer holidays. I sent her an email saying I've been thinking. Um, <laughs> I'll try and find it. So you you've been out of college and school for for some time. Yeah, yeah. So it had been 
Oh, here we go. I've just found it. 27th of August, 2018. Mm-hmm. So over a year and a half or whatever ago. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, I think that's when I left as well. Really? 2018. Yeah, 20, yeah, I mean, I finished both, of, both years. Mm. Um, but yeah, 20, yeah, 2018, yeah. Yeah, so the email reads, uh, before, speaking to you this, uh, before speaking to you about this on Friday, I wanted to send you an email first about me not enrolling onto this course. Uh, and then I go on to describe, this is funny reading this actually. Um, I go, as you know, I'm already freelancing for three years now um, and I'm focused on turning it into a business that can keep growing. Um, mm-hmm. Over the summer, I've been focusing on my services and stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I finished it off by saying, I see college as something that will simply be taking time away from me running the business, working with clients, mm-hmm. refining my process. Um, this is literally quoting the exact email here. Um, that's so true though. It's, and then I've got such a good point. Yeah. And then I just finished it off with hopefully you can understand. Um, and then, <laughs> Did she yeah. email you back? Sorry. Did she email you back? I think she did. Yeah. She emailed back saying, um, come in and we'll have a talk about it, <laughs> which was, that was one of the most, uh, awkward calls, uh, awkward conversations I've, uh, I've ever had. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. There were tears. It was only, it was only for the best. So, you know, mm, definitely it's good that you, it's good where you are and you're, you're always growing and which is, which is the best thing. A hundred percent. So have you made any big decisions like that at all? Um, in a way, like even now is like decisions that I always think, for example, like a couple months ago, I, I wasn't focused on, you know, doing the fitness industry. I was just more like, you know, I need to learn this and this and this. And then I, for example, like even, even now it's kind of like not super clear of exactly you know, who, what I want to do for is because I want to learn this thing. I want to learn a different thing and, mm. to, you know, have like a complete service. So I kind of recently been trying to juggle like too many things. So then I, I kind of get, you know, foggy vision on all of them. So, you know, I just kind of want to focus on, you know, two or three things right now, get those down and then, you know, move on to other things. But like, I haven't really had big big decisions like that so far so hopefully soon you know all all the good ones not not the bad ones but you know i'm yeah. not scared to fail so it's fine that's amazing no i really love to hear that because obviously when you come to that time and you will and i will have more as well throughout our lifetimes i'm certain um like when you come to that decision, like, you know what the risks are. Like I literally, I sat there and I told her I'm leaving and I know it's illegal. I'm 17 and I should be in education by the government's law till 18. (laughs) I said, yeah, yeah. I said, I'm just going to do it and I'm going to deal with whatever happens. Um, and when I do the episode just about this story, I will talk about, the sort of aftermath of the government. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But yeah, when you make that, like, you know what the risks are, but I feel like the the ambitious and the people who know what they're going after are going to do it anyway mm-hmm. because those those failures don't, don't really phase us at all. Yeah, like, you know, when you have a, the clear vision, the, the school thing is just going to, you know, hold you back and... You, yeah of course there's you're gonna fail or there's gonna be consequences but you know you live once and you know what's the system gonna gonna help you with yeah no exactly that is it. it i think and that's one of the biggest things as well is the difference between the people who are making like these lives on their own terms where we get to do what we want and we get to work on our passions um mm-hmm. and try and turn that into our like in our living our livelihood it's just yeah being open to taking that big leap it's not that like we're not scared or it's not that there's no fear it's that you're okay with the fact you'll have to deal with that fear i mean the fear is gonna always be there in every single person but the like how i see it for example like even just a couple of days you know i've been trying to you know because i haven't done much packaging design so i want to like 
go to some point and go to like the supplement kind of industry because you know with that you know people can scale mm. up really big so can get bigger clients and stuff like that so you know learning to do packaging design and i done like nine ten designs and i was trying to i had the same kind of copy and the same sort of stuff but i was just trying to you know mix it up and get different designs and i was just looking at it and i was thinking this this just looks crap and i, <laughs> yeah. I just kept like trying to I, I felt like you know uh you know maybe this is not for me and stuff like that but you know as as kobe said you know confidence comes through practice and you just have to fail but you know, once you fail, the quicker you fail, the quicker you can learn. And, you know, the people that don't, don't want to fail and stuff are the ones that, you know, just going to live a nine to five life and not do what they want to do. No, that's genuinely incredible. I really love that quote because it's like that the image that comes into my head is like you're trying to cross a stream and, you know, you've got the little stepping stones. You can't because oh, right, right, yeah. it's too deep. And, uh-huh. you know, you want to get to the other side without crossing those stepping stones because you might slip on one, you might fall in and get swept away by the water. But at the end of the day, if you put one foot on that first stepping stone and you just keep doing one next step, one little step Mm -hmm. before you know it, you'll be on the other side. And yes, it's scary, but if you can be that person who is not afraid to take that step um, in every area of your life, then, you know, incredible things will happen. Yeah, the, there was another thing. I, you know, I look up to Kobe, and uh, you know, it's sad that he died. And but like exactly. he was saying in in one thing where you know he didn't have a good season or something. So the next the next you know season he was training hard and he was running on the track or something, and he had like a whole other lap to do. And you know, he was looking at the finish line and he said, you know, that he didn't. As soon as he looked at it, he didn't want to run anymore. So he just looked down at his feet and you know just saw every single step one by one, one by one, and then you know in the next couple of minutes you're at the finish line so with that you know you have to just take step by step because sometimes you know you have to look into the future and you see the bigger picture but you know if you look way too far all the single all the time you know you get you get scared of you know how big it is and where you currently are that you'll just give up so taking small steps i think is the best way to to go definitely yeah it's what we're doing with this podcast like for anyone who's listening anyone who on their journey right now like maybe you're at the start of the journey and you know the vision of what it can become like Mm -hmm. just tone it down a bit like split it up with the podcast like i know that in two years time this could be uh, an absolutely phenomenal podcast and i could be getting on guests like i don't know chris doe i could get him on a podcast or i could get gary v v on a podcast like I know that that could happen in two years, but it's not going to happen tomorrow because I know that I'm going to have to create podcast four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way to podcast 200 before anything will happen. But another thing as well is when you get on that stepping stone, like freaking smile while you do it. (laughs) It's going to be scary. So you may as well enjoy it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've got that from, you know, when I was watching, I was reading all of your stories and stuff like that. And I was just, you know, you made one where you said, you know, just be happy or, you know, enjoy the process. And I was just, you know, I just sat back and I just thought, oh, yeah, because, you know, with me, it's always like, you know, if I want to do something or whatever, I want to like do it now. I want to get this now. I want to have this now, you know, and I was just thinking like, you know, I have our life is so long in a way that. You know, why am I trying to rush things and, you know, just enjoy and be happy with how you currently are and like just, you know, find happiness in the whole like progression and, you know, yourself because at the end of the day only comes from inside, you know, outside. So, you know, I, I look up to you in a way like, you know, you're very inspirational and so that means I like that. Thank you, man. Yeah, I think the the main thing that I communicate that, the reason I do that is because, you know, since I've had this spiritual awakening where I realize once I work on myself, everything else starts to fall into place as well. One of the biggest things of that is just taking time to be grateful, taking that time to write down three things or think about in your head three things that you can look around right now and you can be grateful for. So instantly right now, I'm grateful that I'm communicating my story with a guy that I've met because I was communicating my story. Yes. <laughs> second one, I'm grateful that I've just come back from the gym. I've had a cold shower and I feel amazing. I've got strength, energy, um, good health. 
And, you know, I'm just grateful that I'm working towards my goals and I'm creating, you know, my, my best passionate work for clients. Like mm-hmm. it takes you 10 seconds to do that. But that's one of the most powerful things that I've ever done because if you're in a, the most shittest time you've been in, which is what I was in last year, if you can still take that time to think about three things that you're grateful for, it makes that time a little less shit. And I think that's a huge thing in getting through that as well. No, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I heard something like that before. It's like, you know, when you're in the, you know, when you're in the, the rut or something like that you know just write down all the the things you're grateful for or like the least three or something and you know it, it instantly like shifts your whole kind of mindset because you can't be angry when you're grateful and mm. so, yeah i yeah. just wanted to ask you know how is how is your your journey and like your whole thing with the the journal stuff how's it going because i've tried to i've started it before i've done it for like a week and then i slowly start to forget about it and i've lost the the yeah. motivation to do it no, I, I was exactly where you are. I remember at the end of 2018 going into the new year of 2019, I remember I used to force my, <laughs> force my hand <laughs> to write in a journal so badly, I kind of wish I didn't even bother. Because like you, right. you start a ritual and you sort of forget about it and then you're telling yourself this is the, you know, I have to do this or else. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas I think people forget about the benefit. Like it's not being able to tell people that you've journaled today. It's about why am I journaling? What am I going to get out of it? And so instead of thinking about the word journaling for you, I want you to think about at the end of the day, what three things can I reflect on today? That's going to help me have a better tomorrow. I, mm. that's one of the things that helped me do it. Cause right now, obviously I shared a post yesterday on my Instagram of the journal that I've got and I've got all these fancy colors, fancy titles and stuff. But when I first started, like I said, the podcast one versus podcast 50 analogy. When I first started journaling, I've got a freaking little notebook every night. I write in it, uh, you know, what's happened today? What cool things have I achieved? And what am I grateful for? It's as simple as that. And after, if you write that, you, will think of ideas you'll want to write more you'll want to write i'm grateful for this today and then you'll start writing goals and like oh i'm gonna start aiming towards x y for next week or next month and you'll start brainstorming so much and getting it all out on paper so that's my sort of tip for journaling is don't worry about journaling worry about ending your day in gratitude and reflection instead no, I think, I think that's really, I, I, to be honest, I kind of had that in the back of my mind, but I didn't like solely think about it like that. So, you know, when you said that, I was thinking like, oh, I need to, I need to do this now because it's, it's really yeah. helpful. And set a reminder, like I'm not a, a genius. Sometimes I forget, but on my reminders app, I've got evening ritual on there um, with a little pen and paper icon just reminding me to, to journal. So you can literally do that right now while I'm speaking. And then tonight you'll get a reminder and eventually you will start building that habit. And And then you can build on top of it. Exactly. Exactly. So on the topic of things that we obviously challenges we go through and how we deal with those. um, I know that's something you want to talk about was stress as a designer. Um, Right. So Tell me a little bit about that, about what challenges you're facing right now and how you've been dealing with it at the moment. I mean, this whole, this whole question was because um, I put on my Instagram and I asked and well, I sent it to some people and, so, and I asked, oh, yeah, you know, if you have any questions or something like that, you know, put it through. And, and one of my followers, he said, you know, how do you deal with stress? And I was thinking, you know, I haven't had much stress, to be honest, but I understand and, you know, I just had like a project bef- like recently where I done with these two guys from America and, you know, I'm going to post a bit of stuff about it, but you know, with that, you know, sometimes if you don't, you know, get information for some, from clients or stuff like that, then, you know, it starts to put you in this, like this situation where, you know, Oh, is this going to go right? Is this not going to go right? You know, what are you going to do? But I don't know with me, I don't, I don't take stuff very like personally in a way. So 
if it's to do with work or whatever, I might, you know, be stressed a bit, but then, you know, I get up or I do something and it just kind of goes away. So I don't know, with me, it hasn't been much stress. It just maybe, you know, lack of clarity in some areas and stuff like that. What about you? So for me, when I think about stress as a designer, it's more the times where we're working on projects and things aren't going as planned. I think the only reason that we get stressed when we're creating for others is that we've set an expectation beforehand of I'm going to have X, Y, Z designs for Mm this day, this hour, and we forget that designing a logo or designing a branding system isn't like baking a loaf of bread. Like it's not done by the recipe. You put your paper and your sketching pencil on the desk and Mm -hmm. there is infinite possibilities. How can you set a cap on infinite possibilities? Your pencil to that paper could literally draw infinite anything variations of the freaking lead going on that exactly <laughs> like i don't know yeah the times when we feel stress is when we're not meeting our own stupid deadlines that we've for some reason set ourselves because we mm-hmm. think that that's what they should be so i'm going to say that again just in case that was confusing we get stressful because we're not meeting a deadline that we've set ourselves based on something that we're guessing at. And an example is before Christmas, I was working with a lot, a lot of people. This is a, another time where you have busy months and mm-hmm. I was working with a video editing. Um, let me rephrase. I had a client, I was doing video editing for him editing like literally one and two hour videos down. Um, I had another one doing micro videos. I was working on a branding project for an apparel company. Um, I was working on some uh, other social media designs and content. And you're working, it's like you're almost juggling all these projects because you've got like a, a pretend deadline in the back of your head. And sometimes there's a real deadline. Sometimes like that's totally okay. But with things like a branding project, like, so what if you don't have that sketch concept done by three days time, like tell your client, I hope you understand, but this is a creative process. I've not landed on something which I feel is going to be best for your branding. So I'm going to continue tomorrow generating more ideas and that is totally okay. Like every time I've had to explain something like that to a client, they've been understanding because the creative process is limitless. It's Mm -hmm. infinite possibility and it's your job to grab out of that infinite space and, you know, turn it into something amazing. And sometimes it might take one or two or three, four, five days extra than you thought. And something that me and my, uh, so I'm working with a transformational coach, self-development coach right now. And we use the analogy of if you're on a boat and you see like a little marker floating ahead and that's your deadline and your boat is floating towards that. And you've got to create this design in time before you hit that marker and you're freaking out and you're seeing it get closer and closer. And because of that, you're stressing more and more when you create, you're not being calm and you're not, you know, getting your proper creative ideas out because you're too busy focusing on the deadline. And as you approach that marker, if you just take a deep breath and you realize that it is not the end of the world if I float past that marker, all that's going to happen is it's going to be behind you now and not in front. And that's all right because you've been working towards that marker. So you're getting work done. You're almost finished. And so what if you just gently float by that marker? You can have a little look at it as you float by <laughs> and you can just tell yourself it's totally all right because I'm going to deliver greatness for my client. And even if it means going over a deadline for a couple of days, then I'm all right with that. And that's one of the oh. things that has helped me deal with huge amounts of overwhelm 
that I get quite frequently because there are months where I take on a new project and, you know, things are crazy. Things are crazy, but that's what helps me out. Yeah, I think that that's very true. Like you say, you know, you you can't rush creativity and it's something like, you know, when you put all this information in your, in your you know, conscience and then, you know, you go away, you let your subconscious do a lot of the work and then, you know, ideas will come. So that's true. You can't, you can't rush the whole process. But then, you know, when it comes to actual deadline, for example, you know, your client needs to have this project done by so-and-so and, you know, you don't get it done, then I guess it's kind of, I mean, it's not a big problem, but, you know, if you set out the deadline, you know, oh, yeah, it's going to be, due in and it's going to be ready for this then i feel like when you go over it and stuff like that you know you kind of just break your word but then if you haven't gotten the actual good idea then i see you know where going over it is is needed yeah yeah so the breaking the word thing is very important obviously i want the best for my clients as does every other designer and so mm -hmm. that's why you've got to get in another word before you break your original word. So communication again, like if you feel like you're not going to achieve that deadline, like send them a voice message, send them a sincere voice message, keep them updated, tell them what you've been working on, what you're working towards. And again, if, if you can communicate that before the end, so you don't wait until the deadline and then you send them a, like a quick text message, like, Oh, darn it. I've not done it in time. I'm going to need four days. Um, it's about telling them before. So, uh, I think you've raised a great point whenever I'm making for a client, it stresses me out when I don't do stuff in time because I want to create the best in the best time. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just talking to your clients, like make them your friends. <laughs> That's another huge thing as well. Like don't just make this a business thing. Like if you can talk to your clients in a friendly way, if you're on board with each other, it makes things so much smoother. Yeah, because you know everything. Everything is built on trust and and relationships. No matter you know what the business is, or so you know taking them in and and as you said, you know making them you know like a close friend, and you know just you know delighting them and over delivering on on your service is definitely gonna improve the whole relationship and and the whole process of the design work and and collaboration. Exactly. And we know when we've made something amazing. So I'm going to ask you, turn this mm. back to you now, like where has there been a time for you when you've sent over those files, you've clicked that save button on Photoshop for the last time and you've mm -hmm. titled your file, final version 10, yes. <laughs> final, final. And you're so proud of what you've made and you send it over and there's no revisions and they say, I love it. Thank you. Like, that's the most rewarding feeling. So has there been a time where that's happened for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I just had, a, I just done a project now, like finished it a couple of days ago or so with these guys, as I said before, from America. I haven't done a lot of client work yet, so I'm still kind of new to that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, I, I done like three logos at the start. Then we had, you know, one revision session. I changed one concept. And then, you know, I, I, I showed it to them again and then, you know, they said they liked the whole concept, the, the new design of it and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think it was, it was really good. Like, you know, when you get to a point where you feel like, oh yeah, this is this whole design thing that I've done, you know, it's very strong. It relates to, you know, what they do. And so, and yeah, when you do click that, you know, save button and it's, you know, final, final times 10 or something <laughs> just to make sure that's the final one, then yeah, it does, it does feel good. And, I mean, I guess like that's the whole point, even for example, when, when I was doing product design and stuff in, in school, my whole thing was just like, it feels so good when you make something and you can see it being used. I feel like that just, that's the part that like got me into it as well. I didn't touch on that earlier, but just like, for example, if you have a physical product or like a digital, you know, whatever it is, when you just see other people that you don't know you know, using it, it just feels like, oh yeah, you know, my work is actually, is good and, and it's impacting people. So, you know, I really, I, I like the whole, the whole part of it. Mm, I totally agree with that. I, I always think, imagine the guy who first designed the iPhone, like dude, mm. he must be fulfilled off his brain right now, seeing like oh, the whole man. world holding his design. 
Yeah, and and the woman that made that Nike logo, she got paid like thirty five dollars or something. But you know, <laughs> yeah, that whole Nike, then the whole Nike thing is worth billions now. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, no, it is it is so nice to see that. Like, if you've, for example, that's why I love working with personal brands as well. Because if your, you know, designs and things for videos and graphics like is on their pages mm-hmm. and social media every single day, like that's so amazing to see that that they're it using that. People are seeing it exactly, yeah. And that's something, the more people you work with, then you'll start to feel that more and more. Um, yeah, you'll just keep loving it. <laughs> yeah, just like a, a, a fulfillment kind of thing, you know, when you when you do something, especially as you're doing it for other people or, you know, other businesses, it's just, it feels very good to, to see your work in, in final and, you know, see other people using it. And, it just makes you happy, you know, you always, as, especially if you work with personal brands, you know, you go check out their Instagram every other day just to see if you're, how your thing's looking. So I can imagine the, the joy. Definitely. So to bring that back round to the topic of stress, you know, just mm-hmm. to, to branch off with that again, like you've communicated to your client that you might run over a couple of days because you're not fully proud of what you've made so far. Like after you've gone past that marker and you have, again, pressed that save button and what you've made is just so amazing and you can't wait. Like I, I get this with my, again, apparel company, branding, uh, brand identity I made for him. Um, I could not wait to get on a call and present those designs to him. And I feel like that is a place where, you should get and that's when you know that what you're going to send over is going to be amazing because and then then even if you have to run over that deadline it's worth it for that because they're going to appreciate that as well would you you know it's like would they rather a six out of ten design on the date you set or a nine or a ten out of ten like one day later and it's literally like we we make it such a big deal that it might be one day later, but it's, it's really not as long as you communicate that to no, the for sure. Yeah. But I feel like I, again, to this, to this whole point of like stress, I feel like there's a lot of people, for example, the people that are not very like niche down or, um, or, you know, some people in, in other countries where, you know, design's not so, you know, looked up. But I feel like, you know, they, they do design and they do good work or, you know, they're, they're, they're practicing and stuff like that. And then they do client work that they don't really have an interest for and it, they don't like that or, you know, they, they want to make money or something and they always go for like the cheap clients to get, to get the money in. And then, you know, they do work that they don't care about or, you know, they don't like. And I just feel like I think that's the thing that just builds the most stress where you do something that, you don't care about you don't like and then you're forced in a way to do it just because you want to have that money definitely and have you like talking honestly i know that i've got uh, an example of when i've done that but have you ever done that you've been after the money instead of the enjoyment of it and you've ended up just hating the project or stressing to be honest funny because <laughs> Order. I haven't. I haven't got any client work yet that I've been paid for yet. So I've only done one project. This one that I just done now to to basically add to my portfolio and to get testimonial. So I've done this one and I'm and I'm looking to do like maybe one or two more or so just to get some some good work under my belt. But I haven't. I haven't had any client work yet that I got paid. So I can't say that I can relate to that one. Yeah. No, that's totally fine, man. I mean, you'll certainly get that, by the way, mm-hmm. in your journey. Like, I promise you, there'll be times when there'll be opportunities for projects and you'll look at the money instead of what you're actually going to have to do and you're, you're going to take it because that's mm-hmm. just the, the process of freelancing. Um, but again, you're going to learn from that. So with me, this isn't with freelancing, but I did the whole Amazon FBA business model thing and it was definitely just for the money so when things started to go wrong um i wasn't invested in really turning it around because i didn't didn't really care about it i was just after the money and that's just being truthful but with design like i said i had 10 months where i had no clients where nothing was happening i could have easily just stopped but i uh, just stuck to it i just stayed 
kept improving my services, my skills, and turned it around. Um, it makes a huge difference when you're actually passionate about what you do. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, to be honest, you know, on that on that whole, you said that Amazon FBA when when I basically in the second year of college, I didn't end, but you know, when I wanted to do the business stuff, I I got into the whole like drop shipping thing because mm. I thought, oh yeah, this is the new thing. Let me make a lot of money. But yeah, to be honest, I didn't waste a lot of money on it, which was good because I I, I kind of got onto that. Oh yeah, it wasn't really good. But yeah, I do I do understand. We and even now for me, for example, like. You know, I want to make this much of money, this amount of money every month or something like that. But then, you know, I sit back and just think, oh, yeah, let me just focus on actually building a service and, and a, and a, yeah, sort of service that, you know, people are going to, you know, want to have and, you know, delight the customer instead of just thinking about the money. Because once you do something good, then the money will come. Yeah, no, I can totally agree to that. And I've got an example to back it up as well. Um, and I know that when you say that quote, if you follow what you love and the money will come, like when you say that quote before you've experienced it, you're saying that from a place of hope. Because I said the same thing as well when I was starting freelancing. Um, and I wanted all these good clients and this good work that I was doing. But now it's actually happened. Like I can truthfully say, I've been, I was a. Uh, I'm actually listening to a Russell Brunson um, funnel hacking live speech from his most recent event, um, and he was saying how him and his wife were trying to have kids for like one and a half, two years, but it wasn't working. And yeah. and then they went to see this uh, doctor who helps people have babies and stuff. They inject whatever, and you know it just makes it work. So after like one and a half years of trying and trying, but nothing happening, they, they work with this person and then suddenly they can have the, the, his wife gets pregnant, but then it's twins. Oh <laughs> so God. after all that time of having nothing, it's amazing how quickly it can suddenly come at you. So mm -hmm. with, with my example, like obviously 10 months, no clients. At that time, I thought nothing would happen. But now, where the stage I'm at now, I'm on the brink of too much work. And that's when I'm looking into the next stages of scaling and outsourcing and building up a team. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's crazy how much, how quickly that can come. So it's important that you, again, focus on the right things, on wowing the clients, like you said, on your service being the best it can be on how can you you know be the, the the best facilitator for your client um because you know things will things will happen the ball will roll really quick if your quality is up there so mm -hmm. definitely chasing the money is something that you might do and learn from but it's not recommended um so yeah yeah it's kind of the, the wrong way to go about it yeah just to, just to chase the money but then you know again we everyone you know wants to have money and just be free but if you always focus on the money then you know it's a big you start to to neglect the actual core which is the business and you know the actual people that yeah. you want to serve yeah no honestly it's crazy like once you have that vision of how much money you want a month or whatever like and you start chasing that exclusively it's crazy. Like once you get there, it's really not that big a deal because you just want more. And so when yeah. people chase the money to get X amount per month, but they do what they hate to get it, then, you know, it, you, you don't get that yeah, fulfilling feeling. Exactly. You don't get the feeling you think you will when you get that, because as soon as you hit that amount per month, you want twice that amount per month. So you may as well, focus on building up something that you're passionate about first because the ball will start rolling and it will come in abundance. So yeah. yeah. It's like the whole, the whole snowball effect, you know, when you, you start small and then as it keeps going, it's going to just come in all at once and just grow. But then, you know, as, as, sorry, but uh, you know, as Gary V says, you know, you have to be patient and, you know, you might not get anything good for, you know, two, three years or, however long it takes, but yeah. you have to stick through it and, and do the work. No, 
Absolutely, man. That is it. It's hard. Uh, it's a hard thing to uh, come to terms with as well. Being like, imagine waiting three years to get to where you want yeah. to, but literally that's the answer. There is no, there is no other answer. Um, but what happens after that three years is something that you could never imagine. So, um, it's like being born again. It is worth the wait. It's definitely yeah. worth the wait. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. Awesome. I mean, I can't say I have. I can't say I've experienced that yet, but you know, I can imagine. You will, man. Be you will. Trust me. Awesome. So yeah, I'm looking at the time. This has gone really, really quickly. I feel like this has yeah. been about 45, 50 minutes now already. Um, we've spoken about so many amazing things. So uh, I'm going to wrap it up and I'm certain we'll do a second one further down the line oh. for sure. Um, is there any final thoughts that you have? Any, any lessons that you've had so far on your, on your journey, freelancing or not? Anything that you can share? Um, you know, I would say this one quote that like changed me from Jim Rohn, which is, you know, you can have more than you've got because you can become more than you are. And I just want to leave it on that, you know, think about it, reflect on what you think it means and, and just go from there. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, I know that you referenced Jim Rohn a lot. Um, for me, it's Tony Robbins or it's Gary Vee. Um, but along the lines of that quote, um, I don't know if you know who David Icke is. This is more on the spirituality side. Um, no. He was talking about space. Like if you imagine space, people think it's empty space, but it's actually oh, yeah. infinite possibility for things in that space. So when there is silence, he, he describes that silence isn't no sound. It's infinite possibility of all sound. And it's, that is a weird way to think about it. But when you imagine that right now, so if, if I stop speaking, that silence there was infinite possibility for all sound. And then I just chose the words, freaking wow. whatever. Nice. So that in relation to the quote by Jim Rohn is just what you're doing right now on your journey. Like think about how many more years ahead you've got. Like there's it's freaking infinite possibility. It's actually bizarre to think about in that way. Um, but it also gives you a great, it gives you a great indicator of like what can be achieved. Yeah. And anything's possible. It really is, man. It really is. And there's plenty, plenty of time to make that happen. To do it. Yeah. Awesome. But no, man, you know, thank you for having me. I really, you know, appreciate it. And hopefully we can, we can do another one uh, later down or, you know, whenever, but, you know, thank you. I, I really do appreciate you having me on here. And it was such a good, a good talk, you know, to, to see your perspective and to, and to just talk on, on the few things that we did on today. No, you're welcome, man. I really appreciate you, uh, you coming on here again. There's a few things that even yourself can apply straight away. Like tonight mm -hmm. when you get the journal out and you can I'll finally stop, stop thinking about it as like, I need to stress and get this journal done. And like, how can I just reflect on today? Uh, little things like that. We spoke about so much of freelancing design challenges with that. Um, and yeah, no, it was an amazing episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. For those listening, we'll definitely do a second one. And yeah, I really appreciate everyone. Uh, we'll catch you in the next episode.